Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. It's On The Pace for this Thursday morning about to get underway. Brittany Graham with you today as we look ahead to what is going to be a really busy weekend in harness racing as the carnival continues to build here in New South Wales. We've got this weekend the Sibelia Stakes for the mares and also the Palface Adios for the four-year-olds and the big night of racing even around that at Menangle on Saturday. The three-year-olds start to step out over the 2300, which is always a, a really good pointer towards those derby heats and the like. And then next weekend is when we really get serious with the Newcastle Mile and the Chariots of Fire. Last night at Bathurst, it was a really good card of racing there as well. It's always exciting to see the two-year-olds start to roll out. And that's starting to happen more and more as the weeks go on. And there were... A couple of Brad Hewitt trainees who stepped out for the first time and were able to get the job done, and they looked to be above average as well. Mick Danger, rated 59, when he was able to win the sixth on the card, and then Captain's Knot came out and certainly created a very, very good impression, rating 58, but winning impressively and showing a really good turn of foot. So both sons of Captain Treacherous. He's always very popular at the yearling sales, and no doubt after those, two results as well and catch a wave last season as a two-year-old. He's going to, again, be popular uh, upcoming. Yesterday, we also had those trials at Menangle when we were during on the pace. We noted that trial of Golden Year going 49-5, and five, and then there were a few other trials of note. Nick of Time for the McDowell team went 53-9, and nine, so that will be interesting to see where Nick of Time heads to, and then a few others of note. So make sure if you didn't uh, see the trials yesterday, you go back and have a look. Also, another two-year-old from the Jared Auction Camp, my ultimate Jacko, went 57 and 9. So it looks as though he's above average as well. Tonight, we head to Penrith, and then we have that big card of racing on Saturday night at Menangle as well. And Jack Train is going to play an important part at both of those cards, and an important part across the entirety of the carnival, because in every division you look at, he has pretty well a genuine chance when it comes to the businesses and he's been kind enough to join us this morning on on the pace to discuss all of that. Jack, good morning. It must be super exciting looking ahead to the next few weeks when you consider what could transpire. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. It's exciting times and uh, obviously busy times for the stable. And uh, But yeah, like very excited and uh, yeah, can't wait to get the carnival started. This time last year, you were looking for that Group 1 victory and then it came twice on the one night when you won New South Wales Oaks and the Ladyship and then Antonia went on to win several other group ones across the season. Is it a different mindset this year now heading in because you've got those group ones under your belt and you've got so many chances or is it just the same, you know how hard they are to come by and you're hoping you can get one or two? Yeah, a bit of both, Brittany. Obviously, um, the pressure and nerves are probably a lot less this time around knowing that, you know, sort of been there and done it a little bit over the last year now, but um, at the same time, too, um, now that I'm training a few of these horses that are, are competing in these Group 1s, probably it's just that slight bit more bit of pressure um, to make sure that the horse is spot on on the night and then obviously has to be driven accordingly, too. So, yeah, but a bit of both, to be honest. What are the team numbers like at the moment? Because there seems to be new horses popping up each and every week. They must be getting up there. Yeah, I'm uh, doing 22 at the moment and obviously have um, two of Crandall Giddies uh, in the barn as well, which makes 24. But I'm um, very lucky I've got good staff that um, we managed to have a good system in place and get through them quickly. And 
um, yeah, we're just obviously pretty good at turning them over and, um, you know, only keeping the better ones. So everything's going pretty well at the moment. No doubt. In terms of numbers, they're getting up there, but the quality is also holding up its end of the bargain. Quickly discussed tonight for those that are wanting to have an investment at Penrith because you've got a few key chances there. And then I really want to focus on Saturday night because there is some really important runners going around. You've got a scratching in the first, but we move over to race number two and Lily's goes around here. Carter Del Getty aboard, a guy that you know really well and that's obviously staying with you when it comes to those Cran Del Getty runners as well. But he struck up a nice relationship with this filly. You've only had her for, well, now me, you've had her for two starts. She was able to win first up at Menangle and then she came out last week and ran second behind Madrid. So, She's done a pretty good job. I'm not sure what the expectations were, but I would assume she might have exceeded them. Yeah, she has really. Um, the owner, Mick Harvey, just gave it to me to have a bit of a go with her before he breeds with her at the end of the year. And um, she probably has exceeded expectations a bit. She um, run really well two starts ago at an angle, and then she was just beaten by a top filly in Madrid last start. So... Uh, there's no Madrid in it this week, and um, she's drawn the barrier one. So Carter can use use her gate speed and hold a four position. And if she goes as good as she did last week, which I expect she will, you know, she'd probably take a bit of catching around Penrith. Not. She took a trail at Menangle. She won in 52 and 9. Would you like to see her out in front tonight? Your main danger on paper appears to be my ultimate Levi, and he's first up from a break. So you obviously have to consider that as well. Yeah, that's right. Um, obviously, the last two races, she sort of had follow the horses that look the best on paper. But um, like you said, with the main danger being ultimate Levi being fresh up today, I think we're just going to roll the dice and hold the front. And um, if it's good enough to beat us outside us, then so be it. But, yeah, we're going to give her a chance tonight. Carla's Matt goes around in race number four. Seems to be a horse that has really good ability but also has a few quirks. What do you expect tonight? Because... On paper, he's been pretty good for you so far. First up winner at Bathurst and then at Newcastle last time out, just got keen over after having to do a fair bit of work outside the leader. So I don't think, despite the fact that he was beaten as a short price favourite, it was a disappointing run. No, no, both of his runs have been really good. Um, yeah, last week or last start at Newcastle, he got caught outside them in 53 and he just got swamped late. So I was really happy with his um, run, albeit not winning. Um, he's a really strong horse, so he will be going forward. He sort of only knows one way. Uh, Max Legacy is obviously a pretty classy uh, mare as well, so she's going to take a bit of beating, but he is quite strong, my fella, and he'll be driven driven pretty hard. So, yeah, I expect him to give a pretty good sight um, tonight, but Max Legacy might just have a little bit of a class edge on him. Small field. Uh, I'm sorry, I should say small track. What do you think about him getting around these smaller circuits? Because he seems to be a big horse. And saying now, I think he went to Mildura last year, so if he can get around Mildura, he should be okay at Penrith. Yeah, he's a, he is a big fella, but he's really well gated. Um, Brittany, I've been waiting to put him on the small track, just waiting for the right race conditions to come up. Um, purely on that Mildura run, I think he actually sat parked, and I'm not sure if he broke the track record or he wasn't far away from the track record, sitting outside them over the long trip. So, yeah, I'm excited to see him at Penrith, and I, I think he'll do really well around, on that track. Your drive for the night is naturally gifted in the two-year-old event comes up with gate number three, and it's always a, quite an unknown at this time of year because we're only seeing these horses having their first or second start. But what did you make of this horse's first performance at Menangle? It trialled up really well in preparation for that, but there's nothing like race day, and they, of course, went that little bit quicker as well. So it's just about whether they can take the next step. But what was your initial impression? 
Yeah, I really like this guy, um, Brittany. It was my first drive on him, so obviously I'm still getting to know him a bit uh, myself. And with the two-year-olds, it's always good to get a couple of drives on them to know their quirks and know their strengths. But, um, yeah, he in a fastly run race, a few of the, the winner and second horse looked like they were pretty well screwed down and and maybe just that bit further forward than him at the moment. But I expect him to have improved a lot from that outing. And I think he'll go really well around Penrith as well, being a really nice skated two-year-old. So... Um, there is a couple of nice ones in it, but obviously I expect him to keep improving and yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he run a good race. Speaking of two-year-olds, you drive this one for an outside stable, but do you have any of your own in the barn that are impressing you at this point in time that we can keep an eye out for? Um, not really at the moment, Brittany. I've got a couple of fillies that are just sort of working their way up, so they're not doing anything wrong at the moment, but they're probably just not quite as forward as the rest. So, um, yeah, we're in no rush with them, but, yeah, obviously just good to be able to get some drives on some outside horses. Yeah, no doubt it's going to get serious for them shortly too with Bathurst just around the corner. Let's switch focus to Saturday night and we'll run through your runners and your drives here where you have a part to play in most races. Early on in the night, race number one, Stravinsky is your steer here. Uh, was in really good form before, just missing at what have been his last couple, but went to the trials at Menangle uh, last week and was beaten a fair way, but it was in pretty good time. This guy's got, obviously, immense ability, but he's still, despite the fact that he's lining up for his 24th start tonight, still just working out what the racing cape is all about. Yeah, he is. He's, um, he's got a few quirks, this fella. Um James McPherson has actually taken over the training for him. He was going to have a crack at the chariot fire, but he uh, didn't get a start in the heat this week. So James had agreed to just train him through the carnival for me. Um, but, yeah, I really like this colt. He's um, got a lot of ability. He, I think he was going to win in good time um, his last start when he just made a break when I pulled him out. Um, just made a couple of gear adjustments to him since then and expect him to go a really good race, albeit it is a very strong field. How do you think you'll have to drive him on Saturday night? Just looking at the field, it looks as though they'll really run along. You've got the fortunate son who only knows one way. Double act two's in great form. Is he the sort of horse that you think will be better, even though the draw maybe looks potentially sticky on paper if you have to drive him off cover? Yeah, I think he's good enough to do that. He tried well with cover the other day. I They sort of rolled along a bit, and um, we're obviously with Chariot Fire preparation in mind, I didn't really chase him or ask him too much. It was more just to get the bar off and then make sure his manners are right. So he's um, he's not one-dimensional. He has got speed and he can do it tough. But like you said, it does look to be a race where there's plenty of speed inside him. So it probably would be ideal if to find a helmet and um, just see how he runs home. Race number two, Soho Tsunami is your runner here. Do you have any idea when this horse is going to run a good race? Because he seems to mix his form. It's hard for form punters out there to probably get a gauge. Really good last time out. Before that, ran into a little bit of trouble. But he seems to go a good race, and then sometimes you can't pick when he's going to throw in an ordinary one. How are your expectations for this week? Yeah, he is a bit like that. Um, Brittany probably found that I had a few foot problems that I was dealing with when his form tapered off um, midway through his last preparation. But I was really happy with his last two runs uh, before he had a little break over Christmas. Um, yeah, he's going to need the run this week, so probably just drive him really cold and hope that he is hitting the line and just be nice to know that we've got him back where we need him. But, yeah, just that patchy form, I did put down to a few foot problems. So hopefully now that we're all over that, he should be a bit more consistent moving forward. Okay, so Tsunami, good to know there. Race number three, BKSY, 
is your runner here. This is a really nice mare. And when you look at her overall form, she's extremely consistent. She's probably, when you think about it, she wouldn't be out of place in one of the ladyship qualifiers. Did you nominate her for them and she didn't get a run and therefore she's in this race on Saturday night? Yeah, she's um, she just keeps surprising me, this mare. She just keeps stepping up. And, um, yes, yeah, she was nominated for the qualifiers this week and unfortunately didn't get a start. So hopefully if she goes another consistent race like she did last or last fall, um, hopefully with another heat next week she's out, um, able to get a start. And, yeah, she's the sort of mare that, you know, she runs third to stylish meant for two runs ago and she was a little bit held up. So she's just in a really good place at the moment and sort of really good timing too, obviously, if these mares races in our own backyard. Yeah, no doubt. She is a little ripper BK. So I race number five, the Sibelia Stakes, and you line up Stylish Memphis here, the defending champion of the Ladyship Mile. She's just all class, this mare, and it's great to see her back in New South Wales. And she is the top seed when it comes to that mare's race. She's going into this race off the back of a super, super run a few weeks ago when she sat parked, which on face value was out of her comfort zone, but was still able to rate 150 and 7. You must be so thrilled with how she's returned because she doesn't look as though she's taken a backward step from last year. No, that's right, Brittany. Um, obviously, wrapped to have her in my barn nice and early this time around. And, um, yeah, her two runs so far this campaign have been super. Like you said, last start, when she had to sit parked, it's, it's not really her style of racing, so it just shows you know, those good horses, they just, they always seem to find and, and pick you out of a bad spot when they need to. So um, it would have been nice to draw a bit of a better barrier for her. Um, she's drawn out a nine, which makes it hard no matter who you're racing. But um, yeah, I'm really happy with her. I just missed last week just due to a bit of a hiccup. I had planned on racing her last start. It was nothing major, but just sort of put the course first. And um, I've just been managed to get enough work into her over the last two weeks where I'm really happy with her again and, um, yeah, full of confidence going into the race. Um, it'd be lovely to win it, but obviously the main aim is just to qualify and she'll probably look to race for the following three weeks just to make sure she's fully screwed down, ready to go um, as long as she makes the ladyship final. With that in mind and the fact that you've just had that slight mishap there and you're probably not 100% where you need her to be, can we expect her to be driven a little bit more conservatively this week or do you feel as though you off that last start performance, you have to take bad luck out of the equation. And if there's an opportunity to, to work, you might have to do it. Yeah. Uh, no, not this week, Brittany. She, she's pretty forward. I'm pretty happy with her. And, um, yeah, the last, especially the last three days, she's really come on and got back to her old cranky south, which is a good sign for her. So uh, I, I think the, the hiccup behind us and that she's definitely forward enough to run a really good race. Uh, I will be driving it for her speed again, though, and um, I think she's good enough to still win the race like that. But, um, yeah, she, she'd definitely be better for the run and even better for another run under her belt again. So, um, no, I'll just drive for a speed, but I'm I'm still not writing her off. Where does she have to run to qualify for the ladyship? She's got to run in the top four, so it's, um, it's not too bad. And, and I'm still going into the race um, with full confidence that she can win. So, um, yeah, just uh, with another race, program next week. It does give us a bit of a lifeline, but yeah, without hearing anyone off, I think she's still good enough to win. Yeah, absolutely. You'd be surprised if she didn't run in four. She's just such a good mare. Race number six, B Major Threat is your runner here, and what is the free-for-all race? We don't know a great deal about this horse, and he's having his first start for you from Tasmania, so I guess it's really hard to get a form line on him. What can you tell us? 
Yeah, I'm going in a little bit unknown with him too. His work's been really good. Um, everything I've asked for him, asked of him, he's done and, and some more. So he's just in a bit of a tricky grade where it's going to be good just to match him up and see where he um, compares to some of these better free-for-allers. So uh, he's probably just one to watch this week. But over the coming weeks, I think he's a horse that you're definitely going to see a bit of. And um, if he races how he works, he's, he's going to do a good job while he's in New South Wales. Race number seven is the Paleface Adios Stakes for the four-year-olds, and Crew comes up with the ace gate. We just put last week in the bin and just basically reassessed to this week because it is serious. He has to, to run well this week to qualify for the Chariots of Fire, but you would be surprised if he didn't because that first up performance was just unbelievable. Yeah, that's right, Brian. Uh, he's a serious horse, this fella, and um, a big sigh of relief when he got the barrier one. So um, we just put last week behind us. I made a bit of an error myself. Um, nothing about the horse. I'm worried about with the horse. He'd come through the run good. He's trained good this morning. And, yeah, I'm full of confidence going into this race that um, you're going to see the best version of him. And um, we'll be able to take luck out of play. And, and yeah, I think he'll run a really big race. It's a great field. This crop of four-year-olds are super. There seems to be a train of thought that a lot of probably mainly Victorians expect Dak now to be in front. But when you come up with a good draw in a race like this, and it's it's all cards on the table here, you can't afford to, to be unlucky. Do you really want to be following Dak now? I can't see him crossing you if you don't want him to. Yeah, no, definitely not. He will be using the draw and um, we'll be taking luck out of play today. He's really fast out of out the gate. Proved and um, obviously drawing wide his past couple of starts. I haven't asked him, but yeah, he's great gated and he'll be holding the front at all costs tonight. And um, yeah, Agnew can do its best from outside. All right, good news there for the supporters of Crew. We move across to race number nine, and you're driving Sugar Apple for the first time in this three-year-old race. A great lineup of three-year-olds, only a small field, but all in this race will be genuine New South Wales Derby aspirants. But you come up with the inside gate, and this little horse has done a super job since he's come across from New Zealand. He's only been to the smaller tracks under race conditions, but he's just relished them in saying that he trialled super here at Menangle before that first up run. He hasn't trialled, though, since he won the Leeton Breeders' Plate. What has Jay said to you about this guy? Yeah, Jace um, gave me the thumbs up the other day when he came off the track with him. As we know, um, with Jason, he always has his horses forward, so I wouldn't read too much into him. Not trialling, he, he gets enough work into them at home that they're really screwed down and ready to go come race day. So um, it is really like a mini derby feel, which is good. It's gonna We're going to be able to find out where everyone sort of matches up. And, um, yeah, really pleased with Barrier 1 and... I think he's got really good speed, this little fella. So um, I think he'll do a really good job. And, yeah, I'm really excited to get the drive on him. Jace has a big opinion of him, doesn't he? Yeah, he does, Jace. He puts it, likes to put the rats on them. But um, he's proved us all wrong a few times now. So we can't argue with him. He's got a good eye for them and, and he knows what he's talking about. So it's always um, promising if Jace does give one a rap. And, um, yeah, like I said, just really, really um, happy to be able to drive him through the derby. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how he lines up against these Metro three-year-olds. But what we've seen so far, you would be surprised if he didn't measure up and he's got into this race nicely. And just quickly, Mighty Flying Art in the last. Yeah, he's racing really honest at the moment, Brittany. I'm really happy with how he's been going. He's just run into, um, or he's actually run into Chevron Art, another one of my horses um, over the past couple of weeks. And he seems to be in a real good patch of form. So, He's probably dropped back to the B-grade division of what he's been racing. And, um, yeah, I expect him to go a really good race. All right. A busy few days coming up. Some really important steers on Saturday night. We appreciate 
you're joining us this morning on On The Pace, Jack, and best of luck. Awesome. Thanks very much, Brittany. Jack Trainer there this morning. And as you can probably assume or understand from that chat, the fact that he has so many good horses going around this Saturday night only suggests that he's going to have a very big carnival. But those two races of importance, real importance when it comes to some group ones over the next few weeks. The Sibelia Stakes race number five, Stylish Memphis goes around there and Krug comes up with the ace gate in the pale face Adios. That's on the pace for this Thursday. Best of luck if you're investing tonight at Penrith. Should be a really good card of racing. McGearham will be aboard tomorrow to find some winners at 10.30.